Good morning to you all and welcome to this church where we all meet and um, Christ is, on, is in our midst. Um, for those who have attended over the past two weeks, uh, Pastor Roy introduced a theme for 2017. And that theme is based on Isaiah 60 verses 1 and 2. And it says... Arise, shine. It's year to arise. It's our year to arise. It's our year to shine for the Lord. We do this to glorify our King. We do this to honor our King. And it's a year for us to arise. Pastor Roy introduced this as the year of transformation, a year of change, a year for us to move from where we were to a new place. And we are not going to do that in isolation. We do that with the Lord because he's always with us. His message last week focused on Romans uh, 12, verse 2, which emphasizes to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. It's a special verse. It's a special message that emphasizes change. If you don't change, if you don't arise, you can't shine. The sun has to rise first in order for it to give light to us. If it stays wherever it is and it doesn't come out, it's not going to provide light. So in order for us to be transformed, in order for us to be changed, in order for us to be better people, we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. This was mainly the center of Pastor Roy's message last week. This morning, I'm sharing on the prayer of agreement, which is inspired by Matthew 18, verse 19. Matthew 18, verse 19, the prayer of agreement, which is bringing an insight to all of us into the power of praying together. If you were born as the only child at home, you probably would have missed on what it means to be more than one in the house. If there were two of you, you might have had a glimpse of what it feels like. Three is a notch higher. If there were 25 of you in the house, surely that's a good crowd. You would have a good experience of the power of togetherness. If there is numbers, then there is an oomph in everything that you do as a crowd because of the encouragement, because of the, 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 the power that you have in that crowd. I'll read Matthew 18 verse 19. The word of God says, again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. This is Jesus Christ's own words. And in Mark 11, verse 24, Jesus Christ says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for a precious day such as this, Lord. We thank you that we have managed to gather this morning as one body of Christ to worship, fellowship, and be together in prayer. Father, may your presence be felt in this place. Let not my inadequacies or failure to speak, Lord, inhibit the meaning of your word. And Lord, those ears that receive it, Lord, be able to take the word as it comes through. Father, may your will be done in this place and glorify this service. In the holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. In the scripture I've just read, Jesus manifests his presence in a special way. There are many scriptures in the Bible that tell us that God is always present. God is omnipresent. He is everywhere. The Bible tells us that. But in this particular instance, Jesus Christ is making a special manifestation. If he is always present in the same way, Jesus wouldn't have told us. He wouldn't have reminded us because he's always here. He will never leave us. But on this verse, he's making a special meaning to you, a special meaning to me, that he will be there when two or more are gathered in his name. That's a special presence, different from God is present here. That's a special presence. The promise is that if two of you shall agree, there's a promise in that verse, if two of you shall agree on earth, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. This is a promise, and we don't need to take it lightly. As we progress through this service, I will point out the reason why Jesus is promising us this way and what we should do in response to this promise. This is not a simple verse. It's a very meaningful in, in the, from the words of Jesus Christ. He also says in Matthew 18, verse 20, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. In order for this promise to be realized, there are three conditions that we should be aware of as Christians. The first one is that there must be an, ag an agreement between the praying partners. We are not just gathered like opponents or people from opposite sides who have come together by mistake. There must be an agreement here. This gives the meaning of praying together. There must also, we must also pray together in unity in the name of Christ. If two or more are gathered in my name, those people gathered in that way in order for Christ to be in their midst, they have to pray together in unity, not as isolated parties. It won't work. This scripture will lose value in that case. Also, the people that are praying together must believe Christ's promise for that which they ask. If there is no belief, if there is no togetherness, unity, if there is no agreement, Matthew 18 verse 19 does not apply to us. We are wasting our time. When we gather here on a Friday night to pray, those three boxes must be ticked. All of us here must be in agreement. All of us must work together in unity. 
And all of us must believe that which we ask from Jesus. There is no point of being together in prayer if those points are not observed or fulfilled in our praying together. Don't answer these questions I'm going to ask now. But I want to know what you believe God for today. I'm not talking about uh, what you ask, but what you expect that he will answer. As you answer those questions in your heart, that measures your faith of what you believe. That measures your faith of what we can achieve here as a body of Christ when we are praying together, when we are worshipping together, and when we are ministering together. I think the first point to be observed is agreement between the praying parties. That is point number one we are going to observe this morning. Jesus might have brought this point because of the disputes that were ongoing between his disciples. Now and again, the disciples were like committing parties. They were like the 25 children in one family. Actually, there were 12. They were competing, arguing, disagreeing and agreeing on certain things. I think Jesus found this as an opportunity to teach them because they were always arguing among themselves. It is this united feeling that has destroyed the church. Today's church is breaking down, is being spoiled in everything because Christian life is disunited. Collaboration in a church is one of the least you can find in any institution. Thieves sometimes collaborate more than Christians in what they do. We need to move away from that place in 2017 and transform ourselves and be Christ-like in everything that we do. Harmony, unity, mutual tr uh, truthfulness ma makes the atmosphere in every Christian life to thrive, to succeed, to be better, to be worth the value that it deserves. Our Lord makes prayer a representative of every phase of our lives. This is what Jesus, that's why he taught, he took time to teach us how to pray. He makes prayer a very, very paramount point, part of our lives. What we ask shall be done for us, but only if two of us join to ask. We have to join to ask. And only if the two of us really agree in the matter about which we ask. If we haven't joined, if we haven't agreed, we're wasting our time praying together. You'd rather just pray on your own and do whatever you want to do. Praying together requires a condition. And then Christ will be in your midst. And then Christ will be present. And then Christ will make sure his Father who is in heaven will hear that which we ask. There is a condition, guys. The agreement of Christian disciples suggests that the, that's the pri primary foundation of the church. Agreement is very important. It was developed as a voluntary union for worship by our Lord Jesus Christ. 
for two or three of his disciples. It doesn't have to be a crowd. It, we can be thousands, we can be millions here, no problem at all. But the observation of what we do starts with two or three. The value of prayer doesn't count on numbers. It counts on the unity, agreement, and commitment to serve. Very important for us folks. The prayer power which comes out with agreement is in line with the persuasion to God. When we make an agreement here and we agree with God's will of our lives, that which we ask will come to being. It's not personal, but it brings care for others as well. When we pray together, it's not all about myself. It's not all about yourself. It's mutual. We both benefit in that kind of prayer. There is nothing the devil fears to hear more than Christians who are united. If we stick together, the devil gets really worried. If we worship together, the devil gets really worried. That's why the mood in the church is so uplifting. Because I'm sure the devil is in the peripherals trying to find a way inside here. But because of the atmosphere, because of the unity that we have, because of the agreement, he has no chance of coming in. Even as a family, if the family is not united, if the family is not working together, if the family is not praying together, if the family has quarrels and disagreements, the enemy will just walk in with no resistance. Because the devil is looking for a place where there is chaos. That's where he thrives. The devil is looking for a place where there is no peace. That's where he succeeds. He's looking for a place where there is no love. And there he goes. Some of the things that happen in our lives are not because God has let us down. It's because we have opened all the doors and invited the devil to come inside. And when he comes inside, you know what he does. Things get worse than we ever thought. And everything that we ever built will be destroyed. That's the power of the devil. This means that his number one tactic is to bring disunity in the church. If he wants to destroy New Mercy Church, you will make sure I don't talk to you, you don't talk to me, you don't talk to the next person, and we don't talk to each other. We don't agree on anything. We don't work together peacefully. We don't love each other. Once he wins that, then the church is broken. He will make sure that you don't come every Sunday so that we don't have an opportunity to bond together in oneness. The devil will make sure that you don't come to a prayer meeting so that we cannot be united. And if he wins on you, he wins on me. The church has been brought down. So he has many opportunities of destroying us. Only if we let the small holes where the small foxes come through and then the damage is done. Have you ever been to a symphony? Is it si symphony or symphony? I don't know how to pronounce this. The orchestra. Symphony, symphony orchestra. When they start, before they start playing, each one of them tests their instrument. 
this goes, and you hear this one, on their own, without anything coordinating them. They test it and test it, and if everyone makes sure it's working fine. Once the, um, what do they call him? Um, the button, the conductor. the conductor with this button. Once he put his button up, then coordination starts. The whole thing goes with a very, very nice sound and you won't leave the room until they get to the end. Each one of us is an individual and we have a conductor who coordinates. We have to be in agreement in order for us to move together, to play together, to worship together, and to work together in oneness as one body of Christ. We need to harmonize together. Jesus says in, in John 17, he says that when we do this, when we harmonize, when we work together, when we follow the conductor nicely, the world would come to believe him. The world would never believe Jesus if his followers were disoriented. The world would never come to believe Jesus if the Christians were disunited. He says, if you do this, if you work together, if you stick together, the world will come to believe that there is Jesus Christ. The world will come to believe that there is God. And that's how the kingdom of heaven will grow. We can't grow it by fighting against each other or by disliking one another. The Bible says one can put a thousand to flight, but two could put ten thousand to flight. That is the power of unity. And without it, without agreement, we are in serious trouble. The devil is out to get us all. The second point I put up earlier on was that we must pray together in unity in the name of Jesus Christ. We have agreed, okay, to meet. We have all agreed that at half past seven on Friday we meet. That is step number one. We all come in here. But as we get here, there needs to be unity. We need to pray in unity in the name of Jesus Christ. That is point number two. Everywhere, in the Bible or in other commentaries, we often read of the value of prayer in general. Ah, just pray. Even, even people who don't attend church know about prayer. We read about it in very general terms. But in Matthew 18, verse 19, that scripture brings the idea of association of two or more people in prayer. It's not general anymore. It's specific. It's talking about getting together. It's talking about unity. It's talking about having the same accord in prayer. It's special attention which is being given to a united prayer. If you are morally low, if you are praying and not breaking through, and if you are stranded, or sometimes in last week's uh, LIW, we learned that sometimes we, 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 give, we, we intercede for others because they are so much stricken that they can't pray on their own. They are so weak. They can't even have the hope and courage to pray. So we go and pray with them or pray for them 
we are interceding for those people. So there is a special attention in the united prayer given by this scripture. Now, what does it mean to have united prayer? United prayer um, <clears throat> means that Christ is most present to help us in that prayer because united prayer is unselfish. It's not about me, 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 me. It's not about you. It's not about my, my, my family, my children, my husband, my wife, my... It's not about personal things. It's very unselfish. It looks at another person and makes them important before God. It doesn't... Um, It doesn't look inwardly at yourself, but it looks outwardly at other people as well. And also, united prayer is brotherly. United prayer is brotherly. We must be on friendly terms, even on brotherly terms before we come together. If you take two enemies in completely different spheres of life, who are at war and ask them to, to, to pray together. I don't think you would get mileage out of that. They need to be in friendly terms, in brotherly terms. That's what the church is like. The reason why the earth is so much cut off from heaven, I think, uh, is that the earth is often um, a scene of discord. The earth is often a scene of of, of, of disagreement, corruption, chaos. That's what would make earth so different from heaven. But if the earth united together, if the earth came together and worked together in unity for a good purpose, then there wouldn't be much difference between the earth and heaven. Because we know heaven, we have read about heaven, it's, it's for peace, it's for it's for for for. for, for, for friendly people, it's for loving, it's for all those good attributes, the spirits, the, the fruits of the spirit. So if the earth has got all of those, it will surely be like heaven in the way we live and conduct our lives. United prayer is also deliberate. You don't run into it by accident. It, does, it just doesn't happen. It's deliberate. The conference of two or three gathered together implies a careful consideration of the subject of prayer. We are agreeing to pray about Syria. We are agreeing to pray about Israel. We are agreeing to pray about a member who is not well. We are agreeing to pray about the bar that was built next to the church, which Pastor Davis mentioned earlier on. We are agreeing on a specific subject. And once we agree together, the power of unity arrives because Christ is there with us. Many prayers are so done in haste. They are so hurried. And probably they don't deserve any attention because they do not have the weight that is required for them to be prayers. Prayers done in sincerity two or three people gathered together 
have got weight. Jesus says, if you agree in that way, my Father who is in heaven will hear you. It's very important to recognize this. I'm not talking about union in prayer. I'm talking about unity. You see, there's difference between union and unity. If you take two cats and tie them with their tails and throw them on a cloth line, that's union. You have created a union between the two cats, but there's no unity there. Guess what will happen on that line? There will be a big fight there. I'm talking about the unity of the, co of the, of the snowflakes. They are the slightest thing that ever drops from the sky, and when they land on the ground, leave them there for a few seconds. You will see what they build. You will never separate them. If they haven't built ice, they will build snow. Very inseparable. We need unity in prayer. Not a union, not just a union. We need unity in order for that to get its full meaning. The church that has but two members is not a weak church. Sometimes people think a church must have millions of people sitting in the church, and that's what makes a church. Not really. Jesus says two is even as little, as few as two people. My Father who is in heaven will hear them. So the power of prayer, the meaning of prayer, the breakthrough in prayer is not about numbers. It's about the unity, the agreement, the faith and belief of what we ask. Genuinely, from the bottom of our hearts, and then Christ will hear us. The volume of prayer is not measured by numbers. It's better, of course, it's better for us to be moved and pray together. Then we become stronger together. We pick each other and intercede together very nicely. It's very important for us to do that. But if there are only two of you at home, don't think that you can't pray because you are few. There is power in prayer where two or more are gathered. More means there is no limit. But the minimum can be two. And that works. According to Matthew chapter 18. The third point for this message is believe Christ's promise for that which you ask. Belief is one of the things that lacks in the world. The world is hard to believe. Even during Christ's days, it was hard for people to believe. Even when they could see him do all these wonders, even when they could hear him speak, it was hard to follow Christ in true belief. Some people just went there to be healed, and once they were healed, off they went, like the nine lepers. Belief is a challenge for all of us. Matthew 18 unveils a promise of the presence of Christ. It's a promise of the presence of Christ. Jesus meant something different here, like I said before. Something different from the ordinary presence. He says, I will be with you there at the point of your prayer. 
He is with us in a special way to take our requests, to take our petitions, to take that which we ask to his Father. Let's not take prayer lightly. When we, we, we meet together to pray, prayer is not just one of the things we say when we have nothing to do. Prayer is not one of the things that we think um, we, we can put away and then do later when we are free. There's something special in prayer. Christ is making a promise to us on this one. Provided we meet the condition that he has given us. In Mark eleven twenty four, that I read earlier on, Jesus says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. This is, this is, this is very special. <laughs> this is very special. Believe what you ask. And it will be yours. This is God speaking to us. It implies a readiness in the part of Christ to impart, to give, to dispense of that which we ask. Readiness at the time that we are kneeling down and asking him for whatever it is that we are asking. He's ready to do that for his people. But we have to believe. And that we will receive if we have believed. The condition of abiding in Jesus and his word must be met before we ask. We must abide in Christ. John 16, verses 23 to 24, says, And in that day you will ask me nothing. More assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. You are to ask in his name. We are to ask in his name. That doesn't necessarily mean saying um, in Jesus' name at the end of a prayer. That's not what it means. It means something more deeper than that. The phrase in his name means with his authority. It's not, it's not a matter of mumbling a few words and then at the end saying in Jesus' name. It takes getting into, getting his authority and doing as he has instructed us to do. Prayer has got meaning, gets its meaning that way. When you take your check to the bank, you have to put a signature on that check in order for the bank to dispense with the money. If there is no signature, or if the signature is wrong, they will not, part with, they will not take money out of your account to give to whoever the, 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 the recipient is. It's important. So Jesus is stating here that we have to pray in accordance to his will. That's the signature that will make us receive the cash.
that is given to us. And those things that we ask, that money we were to withdraw from this account will be dispensed. If we haven't done that, we'll leave the bank without any money. Whatever you do, in word or in deed. This is a favorite um, scripture from Brother Ian. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I love that scripture too. When the people of God meet together for a religious worship, it should be in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Not in any other name. With his authority, and if we agree, we get his directions, and we will receive that which gives. In conclusion, I would like to say this. If you have little faith, and you haven't got an answer, you've prayed and 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 nothing has come through. God has provided a means of igniting your faith, a means of giving power to your faith, a means of making your faith more effective by joining with others. This is God's formula, not mine. Let's join together and pray together in oneness. Your absence, the absence of others, means that you are lacking because what they would have put into your life through prayer is missing. If we are seen praying with others in agreement, it creates a special atmosphere for us. It deposits something in our lives. It makes our petition be heard by Jesus Christ, if we have done it properly. I want, I want um, three strong people who think, whoever thinks they are strong. Three. Can I have three volunteers, please? Thanks, John. Anyone is strong. You can do anything. Thanks, Peter. One last one. I want a smaller person this time. Thanks. Come here, young man. I want these guys to play the devil, man. You are not, you are not, you are not the devil. But I want you to play this. I want the church to observe this. I've got a bunch here of sticks that I have bundled together. You don't want to start with John. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not going to hit you. I want just to hold like this and break that. Let's try. This guy has no energy. Good. Right I got very weak volunteers. <laughs> Does any... These guys have no, have no muscle, right? What's wrong with you guys? Okay. Did they break the bunch? No. No, they didn't. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to simplify this now. I'm going to make it a very simple task. Okay. 
Right, guys. John, yeah. you try to break that bunch now. Ah, I want my stick back. <laughs> Peter. Ah, oh, yes, sir. Yes, young man. Very easy. Even if you, take, you took Tinashe, I had a stick for Tinashe here to break. That, this youngest guy in the group, are you? Come over here. Can you try to break that stick for me? Easy. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. God bless you. If we remain united together, like those sticks punched, as I showed you earlier on, if we remain in agreement in prayer, if we stick together in what we ask, if we have the same mind, the same purpose, and the same intention when we serve the Lord, when we pray to Christ, when we ask him to intervene in our lives, we will stand together. But if we continue divided, as I did to those pieces of sticks afterwards, that's what the devil will do to us. Even the smallest of devils, the weakest of devils, the most stupid of all devils will find something to disturb our lives with. It's important that we stick together in prayer. If we are bunched, we are stronger together. If you are dismantled, we are easy to break. That's how the enemy attacks us. And that attack could be anything. It could be anything at all you can dream of. It could be your job that you are losing. It could be your finances that are in trouble. It could be your marriage breaking. It could be your kids going haywire. It could be your extended family where there is no unity. It could be anything, guys. But if we bunch together, none of those things will be easily broken by the devil as he comes into our lives. Prayer agreement is important. I've handed off leaflets. Uh, you've been handed leaflets earlier on of the um, guidelines for the prayer of agreement. You can keep that and refer to it. It's very important to help us work together, team together, and be in oneness as we pray. It's important that we do that. The presence of Jesus is an important part of getting together. The presence of Christ is the important part. It is actually critical for us as Christians. If we pray together without unity, without agreement, without accord, then we're inviting the devil to break into our lives. What produces answers to our prayers is the agreement. What produces answers is the unity that we have together. And what produces answers is believing that what we ask will be given to us. Amen. Agreeing together for God's purpose on earth is very powerful for us as Christians. It's very powerful that we agree together. Jesus consulted his father on every matter of his ministry. He would go out and pray. Why would he bother when he was God himself? Why would Jesus take all the burden to do this? If he did, how much more should we? Why don't we pray then as often as we should? or as united as we should. Something is missing here, and I hope we find it this morning.
the true power of prayer of agreement is that we are in agreement with God. It's not only you and I agreeing on this. We are in agreement with God. That's why the Bible says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. This is the promise of the Bible. And we have to follow that, believe it, and it will happen for us too. As we join with other believers in prayer, as we join with other believers in fellowship, God partners with us. He is there with us. If we are in agreement and we believe, God is there with us. So let's not let the foxes find their way into our home, into our lives, into our institutions. We have a part to play in order for the devil not to be an intruder into our safeguarded lives, into our safeguarded premises. Coming together is a beginning. Keeping together is progress. And working together is success in the Christian assembly. The reason why I say that is uh, on the last, last slide. If we are together, we are one flock, the one before, sorry. If we are together in oneness, we are one flock. That's why we gather together, like we are this morning. If we are one family, we dwell together in God's kingdom. If we are one body, we are joined. You need that joy. Remember the join not of two cats, but the join of the sticks bundle, or the join of snowflakes. Inseparable. We need that. If we are joined as one temple, we are framed together. There is no separation. As one household, we are built together. Strong families are joined. They pray together. They fellowship together. It's very important. We are also one big family here in the body of Christ. And I have the worship team, please. As one kingdom, we are to strive together. And as one hierarchy, we are raised together. The enemy has no chance if all those things apply to our personal lives. The enemy has no place in this church if we are all aligned in that way. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, I thank you for a precious moment such as this, Lord, when we share your word and you are in our midst, Lord, to inspire us, to encourage us, to motivate us and to make us better people. We thank you, Lord, that as we have gone through this message today, it has brought to us that which we need, Lord, in order to direct our united prayers correctly, Lord, to conduct them correctly as you have taught us to do, Lord. We thank you that as we come to you, Lord, we will be clear about that which we pray. We will come to you with our petitions and know exactly what to ask from our Father. We will also be specific, Lord, and say that what it is and not mince our words, Lord. We thank you that we can be in agreement. We thank you that we can believe what we ask and we thank you, Lord, that we can be in your presence. 
that you can partner with us when we agree. When we bind something on earth, it is also bound in heaven. When we lose something on earth, it is also loosed in heaven. We thank you, Lord. May all that we have learned today, Lord, feed into our lives. Make us better people. Improve us and also improve our prayer lives. May your will be done in our lives, Lord. I also pray for every member who has made it this morning and those that haven't made it. And for those who are not so well, Lord, I pray a blessing. I pray of a blessing of healing into their lives. I speak restoration. I speak cure. I speak total recovery, Lord. Any pain in the bones, any pain in the flesh, any pain elsewhere, Lord, I ask that your will be done. We agree in this place today, this morning, now, Lord, that as we ask, you will hear us. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, I pray. Amen.